the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided we are? Let's find the peacemakers. Think everyone is mean and selfish? Let's talk to those who are helping us all be more loving and caring. Think our culture is going downhill? Let's meet those who are helping us flourish. And now your host, Jonathan Sanborn. And hello again. Ain't it funky now? Uh, yes, the world has gone funky, and I don't always mean that in the best way. I mean, I do sometimes, but the world's going crazy, and a lot of things can bring us down. But we're, we're, we here in counterculture are trying to highlight the, the people who are really going countercultural and going helping us be more peaceful and building us up in compassion, building up our culture. And so I, as I always say, I get to talk with like the best people on the planet. I get to call them up, say, hey, bro, sis, could you help, could, could you help me out, be on my show? And today on the line, I got not, not just one person, but got two, a double whammy. I have Cecil and Boone Stokes. Hello, guys. Hey, Jonathan. How are you? Not too shabby. You're calling in from where? We are in Houston, Texas. Woohoo! Very cool. So we've, I can't wait to get Cecil and Boone. Uh, uh, Cecil is an award-winning writer, producer, director of more than 500 commercial films and TV shows. Wow, I didn't even know that. See, I've, I've known Cecil for a, number, a couple of years. Cecil has won every award in the television. Oh, wait a minute. Hold it. Wait, okay. okay. Cecil has won every award in the television industry, including an Emmy. Oh, my goodness. After adopting his amazing son, Boone, from foster care, Cecil became a single dad, and both his life and career changed. He now works for the Global Orphan Project and leads their care portal ministry in East Texas. Yes. So, in other words, Cecil and I work together, and we work with care portal together, but Cecil's got so much to his story. And Boone, Boone is a 15-year-old who, what, what, tell me a little more about you, Boone. Uh, I love my dad a bit, uh... I love Legos and Legos. Like, what uh, about the Lego movie? Did you like the Lego movie? Uh, <laughs> I liked it, but not the same as I can make my own movies about Thank, Legos. There you go, Legos, video games. I love video games, but yep. my dad hardly lets me see. Oh uh, yeah, some of them are pretty rough, but yes, I did. I was a gamer growing up too, fifteen, big time. So Cecil Boone, glad you're on the show. This is this is great. So before we get into like about your story and all that, we just like to play uh, fake news, and our listeners know what that is. But we kind of say something that's true and that something that's not true, and me and all my wisdom uh, get to des- decide or figure out which one is is fake. So go for it. Give give me your best shot. And I guess you guys work together on this, so I'm, this will be maybe throw me because I know Cecil a little bit. Yeah, we did work together. So do okay. you want to say them both back-to-back? Sure. Okay, so first one is we have an entire room of our house devoted to Lego sets. Okay. And we are in a race to see which one of us gets married first. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, okay, 
That is really interesting. Um, okay, so uh, either one of those could be plausible because I, I know th- how you guys roll. Um, but I'm thinking, I, and you did just mention, Boone just kind of gave out the details that he loves Legos and he knows how to build them. But I'm wondering if that's just the scene from Lego movie where they have that separate room for Legos and you don't, but, and you're on the race. So I'm going to say the Lego room, the entire room of Legos is fake news. You are correct. Oh. There are Legos in every room of our house. <laughs> I see. And yep. <laughs> not just one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good. And so the race is true. Uh, race may be a strong word, but yes, race is true. I think, uh, you know, Boone is 15. I am 49. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when I think we're both a little bit on the prowl. Yeah. That's okay. Very cool. Keep your options open. Yeah. I, yeah. It's a good race. I like, I like that race. It's very nice and competitive. So, yeah. And the upside is we both win if either one of us wins. Yeah. It's, it's a win win situation. There are no losers. Right. That's right. Very cool. So, so, but now you're in Texas, right? And so you're in Houston. Yeah. Why are you in Texas? We are in Texas because I believe that God called us here. Okay. Uh, you know, I was working in entertainment for over 20 years and was blessed with great success. And uh, when I adopted Boone, my eyes were just opened that we have a crisis in foster care in our country. Yeah. And there are so many children that need to be helped. And yeah. Boone and I started out just trying to travel around from state to state to any church or group that would have us, and we would share our story of Boone being adopted from foster care. Yeah. Um, and then a couple of years ago, right before the pandemic, I knew I wanted to do this full time. So yeah. I was able to, you know, to get a job with the Global Orphan Project and Care Portal and uh, there was a great need here in yeah. Texas, and so I am. I'm, I kind of feel like I'm in the military. I'm stationed in Houston for now. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I was amazed when you took that call to 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 uh, up your life and then to move to to Texas. That's just fantastic. Was a, a great step of faith, and I know it's been a, a uh, both a a, a, a new a, you know making a big life change like that. But you've done it because that, that really tells me that you're not. This isn't just about you and your own story that you see that this story is needs to be lived out in much more other ways, much bigger and within the other lives of lots of other people if this is ever going to change. It does. I mean, you and I both know, you know, there are over almost a half a million kids in the United States that are in foster care. Yeah. And, you know, there's over 100,000 that are ready to be adopted right now. Their parental rights are already terminated. Yeah. Wow. And they're just waiting for someone to commit. Yeah. to them and say, I will be your parent forever. Yeah, And it just, you know, Boone is amazing. I mean, when he walked in the front door, it was just instant for yeah. both of us. And we've been together six and a half years now. He walked in when he was eight and he's 15 now. And yeah. we just know we were made for each other. We're, we, we love the same things. We argue the same. Right. Uh, every, we just know we were made for each other. There's, there's nothing genetically that could tie us any closer than we are. (laughs) So Boone, why don't you just go back to what, from your perspective, what, just go, tell us your story, you know, and then, you know, we, she's just mentioned the introduction, but just, just tell me your story a little bit. So I, my name is Boone and I've been through 10 different foster families and I've, I just traveled with 
my dad and now I travel with my dad and help speak, but I've been through 10 different foster families and some were abused. Most of them abused me. Some neglected mm. me and some just couldn't say they couldn't tolerate me. Yeah. But when my met my dad, my world changed. It was like flipping a snow globe upside down to get his shake. He, we, he's made my life all snowy and glittery, but he's also shaken my world at the same time. Yeah, and I'm sure. I'm very blessed for that. And this wasn't, it's, no, you were, you know, early 40s single guy who wanted to adopt. And so what was the challenge being a single guy adopting a, a son? You know, a point zero three percent of adoptions are single men. Wow. Uh, so it is it is a really small group. Yeah. And I think, you know, when I first started out, the first agency I was with actually questioned my motives. Right. Uh, wow. And they actually ended up throwing me out of the class. No. And I had to find another agency. Wow. Um, and then even when it came time to, you know, when I had my license and uh, Boone's profile, you know, crossed right. my emails and I submitted my, my family plan for him. Yeah. I was rejected. Wow. Uh, you know, and they said, you know, hey, you know, he's had a couple of single dads before and it didn't work out. Mm. Uh, we're really not going to try this a third time. Right. And I just, I felt in my heart that he was mine and that I was supposed to have him as my son. So I, I kept pleading. And uh, finally they called us into the social worker's office and, and she told me, she's like, you know, we're going to give this a shot. You know, you're fighting for him and you've never met him and he's, no one's ever fought for him his entire life. Oh, gosh. So it was just something, you know, again, we believe something divine happened. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of odds against one. Yeah, one the, the odds that him having one or two single guys who've already worked with him and then you had been rejected. So there's just, a, and then, you know, just, and the, just the odds of just generally being a single guy in general who, uh, I, I could just see there's just so much stacked against you, yet you just felt God just really just broke your heart in the right way, like for him, right? He did. He very clearly, I just knew he was mine. You know, yeah. you, you know, you get emails, you know, once your license is approved, you get emails of children that are available in your area. And some of them are only for fostering and then others are able to foster and adopt. Yeah. And I knew I was ready to have a permanent family. I wanted one of these hundred thousand kids that it was, they were ready for a commitment. Yeah. And yeah. so I had just said to God, you know, whoever you walk through this door, you know, they're, they're not going to leave again. Um, mm. And so I knew from the beginning for me, it was a commitment. Yeah. Yeah. And Boone had to commit too, though. I mean, after being in, in 10 different foster placements and, you know, challenges with his birth family, um, man, what eight-year-old has been through that? Yeah. Um, you know, so he had to also commit to make it work. Right. Because it's, it's parent, the parent-child relationship is not easy to start with. Right. You add in some trauma and some other challenges, and it's just, it's downright what we call brutal. Brutal. Uh, <laughs> every day we got some beauty, it's beautiful, and every day we've got brutal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So our we, we when we speak we talk about it, it's a brutal life. It's a brutal life. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, because sometimes we talk, you can get so rosy about it or so pessimistic, but really it's the combination that they're. And, it is, and, that, yeah. and that's the thing that's so important. Is, you know, is you know we 
sometimes when we speak and people see how much we adore each other, they feel like, you know, this can't be true. This is too good to be true. Yeah. So we always try to share, man, we have the knockdown drag outs too. Yeah. You know, we, we, we have the challenges. The challenges are there. We're in therapy every week. Yeah. You know, there's, well, there's medication sure. uh, for both of us at this point. Sure. You know, I mean, there's, there's a lot happening. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's beautiful and it's our story. Yeah. And, and I think there's some people who talk about foster care, um, like this sort of glamorous rescue of the kid. And it's almost like, and then story's over. Isn't that great? And, but that's, I, I, I mean, that's, that's really not the truth, is it? It, it, it's it's not. I mean, yeah. tr- you know, I, this is now the third time I think I've used the word commitment. Yeah. Um, I think foster care is a lot like uh, what a marriage should be. Yeah. You know, you have to go in with your eyes open and yeah. you have to plan as best as you can. Right. And then you just have to be committed because there are going to be days you don't like each other. Yep. And there are going to be days that, you you know, even with bio children, there are days you want to sell them to the gypsies or, yeah. you know, do whatever. <laughs> and that's my, my, my Nana says that. And that's, that's what I really <laughs> old phrase. Sell them to the gypsies. I like that. You want to sell them to the gypsies? Yeah. Um, um, I think but, one of my kids might take me up on that. Yeah, no, that's a really good, that's a great observation. But the other side, it can almost seem just so impossible that, like, it, they, the focus is on the brutal, that um, it seems like, oh, I'm not that, I'm not some kind of super Christian. And so, there, you know, like, in, there, you could only be a super Christian if you, you know, to be able to do that, right? So I'm not a superhero like you, Cecil, you know. What do you say to that? You know, it's all relative. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Um, you know, I see these people too. You know, I have friends in my adoption support group uh, that have adopted six or seven kids. I have one family that has 13 kids. You know, you see them pull up in these, these vans that are like, you think you're, you're getting a package delivered. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's, you know, a dozen kids in it. Like there are what seem to be like just these superhero families. Right. But you just do what you can do. Right. You know, if, if, if you feel like you are a good foster family and you have love to give and you have structure yeah. and, you know, you can provide a child with a, with a family, then go for it. And then if you don't feel like that is your calling, man, are there other things for you to do? We desperately need people who help babysit. We call it boon sitting now. Yeah. You know that he's 15, but we know you need, we need help. Right. I would love it. Anybody brings me a casserole. I don't care what is in that casserole. Really? Okay. It has made my week because it is such a stress relief to not have to think about planning every single meal by myself. Right. Yeah. Uh, So there's just so many ways that people can help out, even if they are not called to foster or adopt. That's a great point. And I think it is, it's so easy to, you know, there's the front line, you're, you're frontline soldier, so to speak, but there's so much supply chain, so to speak, that needs to go and support and training and help for you so you can be successful. And so the, I, my, I think we, you, we're both in this with Care Portal with, with the same kind of mentality. We do, everyone can do something. And, right. Uh, and you're, you're a great example that even, you know, even with someone with a solid job, a good, good education background, 
you're still, a, you know, you still need support. And even married couples can need support because it just can be a lot to handle. Maybe some other kids involved. Maybe both parents have to work. There's just a lot mm-hmm. of factors that can make it very complicated. But just the, the, the you, every individual say, it's what could I do? Maybe it's I need to open up my heart and home. Or maybe it's I need to – I know someone who is in a challenging situation. And I could reach out and, and ask them how I could be a support. So, okay, there's the other question. It, should someone ask you what kind of help you need, or is it good just if someone offers you something specific? You know, the specific is really nice. You know what you're good at. You're yeah. good at making brownies. You're good at making a casserole. You're good at washing cars. You're great at mowing the lawn. Yeah. You're great at running errands. Yeah. Um, you know, or maybe your gift is, hey, send me a, a wish list on Amazon, some things that could help you out. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, a specific offer is really good because when someone says to us, is there any way that I can help you, even when we desperately need help, it's hard to say, yeah, man, I would really love, you know, some, some, a meal train yeah, or, you know, I really need help with some other, uh, some good role models for Boone to hang out with and learn how adults are supposed to behave. Like, right. It can be hard the first time someone asks. Yeah, right. And so often, you know, someone will ask, and I may say, oh, I really appreciate that. I'll let you know. But then when the time comes and I'm desperate, I forget about it or I'm too stressed to remember it or my brain's in a salad spinner. Yeah. So, I, you know, it is great to offer and offer something specific and even say, how about if I bring dinner on Friday? Yeah. No, or, you know, next week is spring break. You know, I'm taking my kids so-and-so. Can yours come along? Yes. You know, Love so that. The, the, yeah. yeah. That specific prayer is, is, is great. I like that. Boone, what, are, what do you want? What, if someone asked you, what would you say? Love. <laughs> I, you know, I hate to monopolize the conversation because when we do interviews like this or when we go speak, everybody always compares us to Batman and Robin. Oh, okay. They normally tell me, and they look at me and say, and you're not Batman. Yeah. It's what we're normally told because you know, I, the ministry we speak with is called Boone and Me. Okay. And so it's really him sharing his story. So I am monopolizing today. But what you, his answer to that question is really beautiful because love can have so many different forms. Yeah. And for us, I remember we were maybe a year in to becoming a family or to being a family. And one of my friends who, who lived about a half hour away and we didn't get to see very often showed up with, you know, a grocery bag. And it had like a rotisserie chicken in it and, mm-hmm. you know, a few other things that were easy to make. And she literally put her hands on Boone's cheeks and she looked at him and she said, this may look like a chicken, but this is love. <laughs> and that literally, it, to both of us, it wow. changed the way we looked at receiving help from other people. Yeah. And really opened up what Boone answers. He He needs love. I mean... We all need love from as many people as possible, and it comes in different forms. Ooh, that's really good. Wow, that's a profound statement. I mean, it's kind of comical. It's sort of like you could see a lot of jokes around it, but the heart of it is absolutely powerful. Like, this is really tangible. This is what's showing our love to you. Wow, that's really cool. So why do you guys travel together? I mean, this is such a unique, a very rare situation where you have like a father and son duo you know, doing something together. Why together? Because it's better together. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just going to stay on the Lego train. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Hey, I, I love I anytime you can break in. Anytime you can break into song, I'm happy. 
Yeah. I mean, we uh, – let me t- – I'll, I'll tell you quickly how it started. Uh, we had been together about three years, so Boone was probably 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. I guess he was around 11. And my adoption agency said, hey, we have a new group of foster parents graduating tonight. Would you come down and share with them and just let them ask you questions? Okay. And I said, sure, but I've done a really bad job of building a support system for us, so I didn't have anybody to leave Boone with. So I said, do you mind if Boone comes along? And they're like, yeah, that sounds great. Okay. So we went and we sat down in the front of this room that maybe had 40 people in it, and they said, you know, all right, could you introduce yourselves and share your story? And I opened my mouth huge as usual, (laughs) and then this little voice comes out beside me that says, hi, I'm Boone Stokes. And this is Cecil Stokes, but I call him Daddy. Uh. And I began to sob. So Boone starts rubbing my back and talks for 43 minutes about the beauties of foster and adoption and what kids need from a foster parent. And at the end, he got a standing ovation. This lady came up to us and she was like, we cried. I cried seven and a half times and I'm not a crier. (laughs) And we, we walked out of there and it was like, man, if he can be comfortable to share his story and will help adults understand what these children go through. Right. We, we got to take this on the road. We got to let God use our story wherever he wants to use it. Yeah. Oh. So I believe another reason our ministry is called Boone and me is because I think there's a time in the future. I'm not there. Right. But whoever is there is the me in Boone and me. Right. And for right now, thankfully it's me, but I don't think it always will be. Right. Interesting. Huh. And I, that's really powerful, and I and it's and I, that tells that's a, such a God story of you know and just how we orchestrated something that you never would have planned on, like you just did it out of obedience. Let's just the, there's this kid that God's put in my heart, and how God's taken that from that to where it is that you're able to share this story. Ugh, fantastic. Do you have a? Isn't there? Is there? Is this a? How can someone like see this story or hear about it? Yeah, we we, I mean, we have a website, booneandme.org. It's Boone is B-O-O-N-E yeah. and me is uh-huh. me.org. Okay. Um, and on there, we've got like an eight-minute video that we recorded a few years ago, so Boone was younger. Yeah. But you can like just yeah. see us tell our story in about eight minutes if you want to watch that video. Yeah. And then we have some other links on there of other, you know, radio shows or, you know, TV shows that we've been on. The links are on there. And there's a place, you know, if you want to email us, because you'd love for us to visit your area. Yeah. You know, that's all on there. So probably the best way is just through our, you know, our Boone and Me website. Okay. And then just my my email, Cecil at org. That's fantastic. So I, cause I really want people to know more and to learn more about what you, your story is and kind of go more into depth than we can do on this uh, short radio uh, program. But um, just as like, so like after this, you know, we've talked about the uh, op- Consider what that might look like in your life to adopt someone, and you're a very unique situation as a single man in you know early 40s to step into that space. But then the other side of it is like we talked about: what if I can't? You know, if that isn't my call, what could I do? And so that's why you're involved in Care Portal. So maybe you could just describe what Care Portal is. Sure, you know, Care Portal is a website, and basically, social workers can enter a vetted need, so a legitimate need for a child before they go into foster care, trying to keep them out of foster care, or for a child that's already in foster care. Yeah. Social workers just enter a need on careportal.org, yeah. and it gets sent out to any churches in that area that have signed up 
to help children and vulnerable families in their community. Yeah. Wow. And so, yeah, and that's we it's we're active in 28 states, so there really there's there's so many places where you can get involved. We're still looking to grow into other areas, but uh, you, you if you're listening, it is it is possible for you to do something today to find out what's possible to to meet a need. And uh, just like what is usually something more than anything that you want to tell people at your what do you want to encourage them with as, as we wrap up our time when you if if you were to have the opportunity to go and speak, what would you want them to hear? I would say that I want to say that kids out there just need more love mm-hmm. and they they are looking for love and they what they they may not answer it that way they may not admit it but right. they desperately need it and my dad said to me once uh, that everybody can be a world changer. You just got to change their world first. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that, see, so that's exactly what you did with Boone. You stepped into his life, and God just clearly orchestrated this. What about you, Cecil? Well, that's just it. You know, I mean, yes, I have, I have given him a home, and I hope that I have given him stability and a foundation and shown him who Jesus is. And do my best to beat him at Uno every time we yep, play. Yep. So I, I've given him many things, <laughs> but he has given me an unconditional love that I had never experienced. Wow. And he has shown me what my Heavenly Father feels like mm. when he looks down on me. And it has just helped me be able to accept grace and mercy and compassion from God and from others after knowing how I love this son. Ugh. powerful way to close the show. Cecil, Boone, I so appreciate both of you. Love you both, and thank you for taking the time out of your busy lives for this. Uh, This is Counterculture with Jonathan Sanborn. Thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Care Portal, helping local churches help children and families in crisis. Sign up you and your church today at careportal.org. This program was sponsored by Care Portal. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.